Hey, Jake. Uh, Hi. You could feel the building sink on the 3-3 goal. How were you able to regain the composure and pull it out? Yeah, you know, I've been really impressed with our group's um, ability to handle adversity. Um, our guys were saying the right things on the bench. There was calm, there was composure, and we knew we just had to uh, continue to do the things that lead to success. And for us, it was making sure we had the right people on the ice at the right time. Um, you know, there was a period in the game where we thought we stopped shooting the puck. I thought... Um, after that goal went in, we we put our nose back to the grindstone and found a way to, to get the winning goal. So I was happy for our group. What can you say about Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Yeah, I mean, um, he kind of falls under the radar in terms of uh, really good hockey players on our team. Uh, you know, just because, you know, you have people that are doing what they're doing uh, and the numbers they're putting up. But Ryan Nugent Hopkins... Uh, was the first overall draft pick in the NHL for a reason. He's a heck of a hockey player. Uh, he does a lot of really subtle things very well, and uh, he makes us a deeper team when he's in our lineup. Uh, he allows me to move some of the chess pieces around the chessboard, and um, you know, to see him get rewarded with two tonight, I was happy for him personally. Jay, when you see a goal like that go in, what's your first job on the bench? How do you react to something like that? Yeah, good question. Um, I didn't, I didn't see it, so I didn't see it, it going in. It was kind of at the tail end of a power play for us, and uh, so I was worried about getting the next group. And the next thing I know, uh, it ended up in our net. So I, I didn't know what happened. I wanted to double check with our coach's office, make sure that uh, it was a legal goal. And then uh, after it was um, declared a legal goal, it was just about, hey, it's about taking care of our next shift, what's immediately in front of us. And um, I thought our guys, like I said, uh, showed a really good measure of resolve, really good measure of resiliency. And in the end, we got the right people on the ice at the right time, found a way to score. A hunch getting Yamamoto on there for the winning goal because he was not there and then you decided that he was there. Yeah, yeah, that was just something that uh, I felt I wanted to make a little flip, move uh, move some people around, pull a lever or two, and, um, you know, um, I'm thankful that we have a whole bunch of really good players that that affords a coach the opportunity to move people around, and that was just one of those gut feels at that time in the game. And Kane just keeps scoring goals. I mean, it's, that's a lot of goals, and... In the second round, he's already got 12. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really impressive what he's doing. Um, you know, the other thing he doesn't get credit for is just how physical he is. He finishes every, every check. He goes to hard areas to score. And, you know, that was, I think that ended up being a power play goal for us uh, to, to ice the game. So, um, yeah, they have a good game for him. And that is a whole heck of a lot of goals for him. Jay, in terms of the, the growth of your group here, yeah, you know, going back to Game Six against LA, you you had a two week stretch where a lot of the games felt like do or die or feet to the fire. Tonight was a different challenge. The Calgary would be the more desperate team, and you had to find and match that. Mm-hmm. And this group hasn't been really in that spot before. So, what do you think of the way they handled that tonight? Yeah, I thought um, it was a gut check win for our team. So I'm really happy for our, our group to be able to find the win. 
I think we set it out um, today when we spoke to our guys and we used the, the mantra, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Doesn't matter if a, uh, something bad happens in the game, whatever it takes. Doesn't matter if uh, you spent a minute and a half in your own end, if you're willing to block the shot, that, and that's what's required, whatever it takes. And, and that's a good counter thrust to any of the outside noise. And uh, tonight, um, you know, we got up 3 nothing. Um, they scored a couple in the middle frame. A weird one goes in. But in the end, our group had that mantra, whatever it takes, and they got it done when it counted. Jay, a goal like that can be a real backbreaker, but you said you're, you, you, know, you really like the, comp the composure of your group and the way they, they deal with adversity. Where does that come from? How, do, how have you guys been able to, to build that up over the course of your tenure here? Well, uh, first of all, it doesn't just start since um, Dave and I came up from Bakersfield. It doesn't start there. I think we have a lot of really good... Um, and experienced playoff performers that have been brought into the organization. Um, so the ability to handle adversity would start with that, that group. I think over time uh, there's been some scars, uh, and I think you learn from those um, moments uh, throughout your career. And um, that said, in the three months that Dave and I have been up here, there have been moments that didn't go according to script or according to plan, um, yet uh, we talk about the things required to overcome them. And, and in the end, I would say that we have a very, very strong belief that we have what it takes to come through any type of circumstance. And um, that that I, I think is uh, something that's immeasurable. Jay, we're not talking a lot, uh, at least the outside isn't about your blue line and just the job that those guys seem to be doing, making smart little plays and allowing the offense to happen. It seems tonight there were a number of those instances, just a thought on how well those guys are moving it and helping that way. Yeah, I think um, we have a lot of really uh, unheralded would I guess would be the word um, players on our back end um, they all represent different ingredients uh, you have Tyson Berry the power play quarterback probably doesn't get enough respect for how well he knows the game and how how little time he spends in his own zone um, Brett Kulak who's been just a fantastic addition uh, to our team someone who is um, you know, his greatest assets, his legs, and he really compliments his partner well. Keith and Bouchard um, are just un unbelievable character people. Um, they complement each other with their different levels of skill set and experience. Um, they work very hard for each other, and they zip that puck up quick uh, to our forward group. And then you have the shutdown pair of CeCe and... And uh, Nurse, who play big minutes against the best players in the world, I think, um, uh, well, you know, maybe we don't have some of the um, types of uh, D that other teams have. I think as a whole, and when you add Chris Russell's experience and fearlessness and Philip Broberg's uh, youth and energy and legs to that mix, I think as a whole... Um, you know, our sum is uh, greater than, I don't know, how do you say that? The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. 
Uh, Jay, your your three pairs. You look at their minutes tonight, and it's it's almost even across the board. And and obviously in the regular season, when Nurse was more than available and healthy, he was playing more. Other guys have really stepped up, and and you've showed a lot of trust in. In, in the whole group now, not that you didn't trust him before, but due to circumstances, you know, Kulak and, and your Duncan Keith and, and all of them are playing even. Can you talk about just that almost confidence to roll out any combination at any time now? Sure, sure. And it's, it's something that we have a belief or trust in our players. We think we have a lot of really good um, players available to us at all positions. I think that group... Um, you know, when we first came up, Dave and I, we we had the idea of spreading the minutes out amongst the many, rather than concentrating or consolidating them just in one pairing. And I think when you do that, uh, players uh, understand uh, that you're giving them fair opportunities. And um, you know, like I said, I think we have lots of really good ingredients to that back end, and uh, they're performing admirably. Jay, you mentioned scars. Um, Ryan's been here the longest. I can hear you, Frank. Yeah, I think Ryan, uh, you know, he's he's someone who's the, our longest-serving oiler right right now. Um, uh, he's probably going to go down as one of the, you know, by the end of his career, one of the players who's played the most games in an oiler uniform. Um, so to see him come up big in a big moment when the team needed him um it's inspiring we said this morning that there's room for greatness uh from everybody in on our team and tonight was uh ryan's moment and um i'm thankful that he was able to um rise to that occasion and just just knowing um you know we're going to enjoy this here for the next little bit and from there, um, we're going to get prepared for game number five because uh, we know we can be a lot better. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.